Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Uh, guys, this spoilers, week we're going to be talking about spoilers, spoilers, uh, Game of Thrones spoilers, Season 7 spoilers, at length and in detail. So if you have not watched it yet, well, you better turn this podcast off, pal, and catch the tech up. Oh, hey, you made it. We weren't sure anyone was able to get the broadcast. We found this huge vault full of cool things from before the event. Yeah, do you want to come check it out? Uh, <laughs> so Robin, I've joined this 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 fantastic new club. It's called the the the, the Road Warriors Club. Uh, explains the scars. Yeah, no, I've got I'm 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 in quite a lot of pain at the moment. And, um, uh, and the face paint. I mean, I thought you were either cosplaying or or you joined one of the 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 raider gangs. No, I'm not a gang. I'm I'm like my own I'm my own boss essentially. Self-employed. Yeah, self-employed. Raiders. I mean. It's sort of like a franchise deal, so I have kind of paid for uh, the rights to drive uh, a Ford Mustang around, uh-huh. um, and I cover, you know, I kind of customized it however I wish. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, drive at uh, top speed around the wasteland, just uh, kicking in raiders' heads, smashing their cars, uh, saving people who need saving, um, and. Uh, yeah, all the rewards I make, uh, I get to keep fifteen uh, percent of it. It's, it doesn't sound like a great, great deal. I mean, it gets me out of the house, man. I've been uh, just recovering from, um, uh, you know, I've just been trying to get over the uh, the the loss of my of my my girlfriend, my broom girlfriend. Yeah, I thought we weren't talking about that anymore. Well, that's why I'm I'm away. I'm out. Okay. Out and about. Uh, We're very happy, by the way. I'm a road warrior. I don't care. I'm a road warrior now. I drive really fast. Oh, I- is this is this Raideroo? Raideroo is yeah. It's that's. I mean, call it what you will. Raideroo is uh, one word for it. I just call it. I'm a I'm a I'm a noble road warrior I get in Thunderdome so, fights so you have that's the one where you have to sign off all of your, your the rights to your own organs um, you don't actually own your car I mean my job description is technically blood bag but um, yeah no I am a, yeah no it's pretty good it's uh, just giving something back to the wasteland community uh, Mike Mikey uh, helps me out with uh, with my car troubles he gives me a little discount because we're pals and stuff so uh, yeah it's pretty good. Well, I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm glad I'm glad you you know you went through a bit of a depression there. So I'm I'm happy you're you're back out there. I bounced back. You bounced back. Maybe you'll meet some like charming uh, mutant girl. You know. Yeah, yeah. Your... So mutants. Oh. <laughs> there's I mean there's some yeah. there's some of them that look kind of okay for from from some angles. Robin, I have terrible nightmares. <laughs> the things I've done in this new job is just I don't know, man. Is it worse than what we've seen in the anime cave? No. I, I mean, the anime cave is 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 is, is fine compared to. to oh, I've done some bad things, man. Oh, whew, it's been a long time. Um, I got kidnapped for a while. I was uh, a slave to some war boys for a little while. Yeah, they bleed you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm very lightheaded still. I mean, it's been pretty lonely. It's just been me and Segway, and well. Uh, um, it's just you and Segway. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because we don't we don't talk. That's about just it. just okay. been you and Segway. I mean, how's he doing? All right. He's doing okay. Um, Good. Well, I'm glad to be back, man. It's nice nice to be here in the old the old vault, all yeah. familiar. Back sitting on my old oil drum. It's nice. Um. Yeah. So, uh, tell you why I've been doing a lot of road warring, road road warring, warrioring. I think that it's road warrioring. Ward, ward warring. Ward warring? I've been raging war on the roads. That's what you've been doing. Because uh, I've been playing the the Mad Max video game. Oh! Uh, that kind of got me in the mood. I was like, you know what? If if this guy can do it, then sure as hell so can this guy. Shadow of Mordor in Mad, Mad Max. Yeah, and tell you what, it's really, really good. Yeah? It kind of got, I, I guess, Warner Brothers. It's been out for maybe like two years now. Sometime, yeah. Uh, but I picked it up in a Steam sale. Uh, just on a whim, I was like, I've always wanted to play this Mad Max game. The uh, Warner Brothers kind of like, kind of Warner Brothers brawlers, I kind of call them. Like the the they've got your your Batman Arkham series, mm-hmm. you've got your Shadow of Mordor, 
and Mad Max, it's kind of sort of open world, romping about an open world, fighting people. Aye. So I like that. Um, so yeah, I picked it up. Um, I really enjoyed Mad Max Fury Road. I just kind of want to see what, what, what this game's all about. Um, and it's good. It's just a sort of open open world in a big desert. You have a car that you just customise. You drive around. Um, it's kind of set... It's not really in the same canon as Fury Road. Okay. Um, I don't think any Mad Max stories are really like that canonical. I don't think it's canonic, really. Yeah, I mean... like, But it's set in... Um, like, in Fury Road, there's Gas Town. Mm-hmm. They talk about, like, you know, the, the, the original road trip that Furiosa goes on is to Gas Town. Yeah. To pick up oil. Uh, well, this one, the whole point is to get to Gas Town because the leader of Gas Town stole your car. And the way I can, the way I see it, the map is all kind of south of there. Right. So, um, Immortan Joe is still in charge of everything, but you're not really in his domain. Right. So his little, uh, his kind of uh, uh, warlord, Scarborough Scrotus, everyone has really like ridiculous names in this. Scarborough Scrotus. Scrotus. <laughs> There's a character called Pink Eye. Oh, wow. Uh, there's a guy called Pube Tubes. There's some, like, fantastic post-apocalyptic <laughs> names in this. It's brilliant. Uh, Gut Gash is another one. Oh, my word. Your, uh, your little sidekick, your little hunchback hobgoblin that fixed your car <laughs> is called Chum Bucket. Oh, my word. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what's your road warrior name? My road warrior name, Robin, uh, when I signed up to the to the great order of road warriors, is... <clears throat> Radio Row. No. Road Warrior, the Order of Road Warriors, the Legion of Gas Guzzlers. My name is uh, Ball Fondler. Ball Fondler. Ball Fondler. It sounds like Ball Fondler, but it's not. It's just Ball Fondler. Okay. Okay. Because uh, you know, there's like uh, ball bearings. I'm sure. I'm sure it's German. I shoot ball bearings out the back of my car, okay. oh, and excellent. people fall on them. So I'm so, ball falling. So, so ba- <laughs> of course. So back to uh, Mad Max. Yes, no, very good. I recommend it. Very underrated uh, game because it was kind of snuck out there. Yeah, if you have time to play an open world game, I'd recommend it. I put, I've got about like 50, 60 hours into it. It's really good. The story is pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, and it's just decent open world desert exploration. You get some kind of hints as to what the heck happened like before the world went to shit. Max kind of vaguely remembers things from before. All right. Everything happened. That's and good. Everything's gone kind of mental. You find little mementos around the place. Um, yeah, and like some of the there's just lots of like ruined like bridges. Like there's like um oil. Uh, what do you call them? Oil platforms. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oil rigs. There's oil rigs you have to explore. Uh, there's like a massive part of just desert which is like sand dunes underneath which is buried like an international airport oh wow so you have to drive there's like two like missions where you have to drive through this airport and there's like a horrible like little clan of like what are called buzzards they're just like feral people like living in the airport and they jump out and attack your car and you have to like charge through like all these narrow corridors the car combat is fantastic it's just lots of boosting lots of ramming yeah lots of blowing people up I like that kind of world building as well yeah uh, I think that's very good. The game, yeah, good, 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 good fun. Because um, it kind of, it always just struck me as just another collectathon. I never saw any nuance to it, so it kind of, I let it pass me by. Yeah, that's. I think everyone kind of passed it off as that, including myself. But mm. I saw it on sale. I thought, why not? And um, oh, I recommend it, man. I might give it a look in. You should do it. It's going cheap at this. Cheap even when it's not on sale now, because it's just, yeah, it's good, good, decent Warner Brothers brawler. Um, yeah, I know. Like uh, Shadow of War is getting a lot of flack at the moment because, well, quite rightly. I just... mean, whoa, Shadow! Can we talk about Shadow of War? Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Holy God! Yeah, they've they've not re- they're not really treating it very well. I mean, I one of my game of, games of the year, the Shadow year it came of Mordor. Out, it was brilliant, really good. God, they've shot all over it. Yeah, they've just kind of put, monetized it as much as possible. Yeah. Like I don't think I, I really want to play it, but no, I'm, I'm not, not going to buy it. I'm not touching it at all because I do not want to support that business. I don't anymore. agree with it. I, d- I we just talk about this quite a lot. Yeah, we do, but it's it, it's like there's paid cheats for single player. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What the hell is that? I don't know. Like I've I've kind of just sort of blanked it in a way. Like I, I've kind of heard that it was just full of microtransactions and like paid, as you say, paid cheats like pay to win stuff and I thought you know what I'm just going to ignore it because it'll just make me upset because mm. I was really looking forward to the new one and I was I like I was too but now it just what's the point like I just want to pay I just want to pay £40 for a game it's like <laughs> it's too much to ask these days <coughs> 
It just seems like they have DLC'd it to the point that they've hampered the original vision of the game. Yeah. Um, I know I talk about Total Biscuit quite a lot, and I know that he's quite a polarizing chap, but I think, see, with this sort of thing, he's straight down the line. And his. What did he say? He had a video on this. He, he, uh, I mean, it was like a 40 minute video. Oh, really? He, he talks about it for a really long time. He does he like really to talk. Goes into it. Uh, more than us, even. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just I'm really I'm I'm, all, I'm almost upset because I was kind of, I was ex- I was I was into the IP I was excited by it yeah and they've gone and shat they've they've fucked the pig they've they've yeah. the they jumped the snake the, jumped the shark they've they punched the Brucey they've uh, uh yeah they've they've messed up I mean it's weird because the whole shadow frizzled the kid oh <laughs> that's another Joseph Frizzle reference I'm gonna have to work around um, yeah like the, the, the shadow of Mordor lore the Mordor lore the shadow of Lordor shadow of war lore Mordor lore was uh, was already quite sketchy as far as Tolkien stuff goes like I didn't really mind it so much yeah. they were just messing about with the lore being like well what about this though and it's, it's fiction made up stuff you can do whatever you want with it really yeah. but so but I was willing to I'm willing to put all that aside because you do some quite interesting things mm-hmm with Middle Earth, but uh, I just I guess I'll just never see it. I guess I'll just never find out what's going on in Talion's life. I was maybe gonna play the original again, but I figured nah, nah. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm done. Mm. Uh, speaking of playing things again, um, I'm kind of really annoyed at myself because. Uh, Tell me. So I've we've spoken about this a couple of times on the podcast, but uh, Skyrim is coming back to the Switch. Oh yeah, um, it's kind of one of the big selling points for a lot of people. The yeah. Switch, play Skyrim on the Switch. Why not? And it's uh, not like you've played it on a million other platforms. Well, here's a million the thing. Other times. I was like, yeah, I'll tell you why not. Because I've already put hundreds of hours into it on, you know, on a console and then on PC. Uh, but I found myself in the last month being like, I could really go for some Skyrim again. Oh wow! And they've like, and then something has happened. It's about it'll release. Seven, seven years, pretty much exactly seven years since it came out originally. Yeah, and it's just, so like, what the hell, man? They've timed it in such a way that I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll play some Skyrim. Why not? God, Nintendo. I really, I'd, oh man, I mean, uh, I've got a little Nintendo thread I want to talk about. Uh, you know, it's very balanced Nintendo talk this week. Um, of course, because I mean, this is, I mean, one third of this podcast is becoming patch talks about. Nintendo. Well, I mean, season one was Total War. Season yeah, two true. is Nintendo. Okay. Total War two. You gotta have your things. Soon. Yeah, gotta have my hang-ups. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah, I've really been jonesing for some Skyrim, and I know I can just play it whenever I want. I've got it. It's not the same. Is but it? I just think I've because I'm on that switch. I just kind of want to just save it. Yeah. Because it'll be I don't know, but then I know I'll buy it for like fifty dollars, well forty pounds, sorry, for like a full price game and play it for like two hours. I'm like, well. <laughs> There you go. That's all I wanted. That's all I needed. Just wanted to walk around Skyrim just for a little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's so? Uh, Nintendo also announced kind of uh, they're kind of just diving full on into their indie console scene, mm-hmm. uh, announcing their Nindies scheme, which is a very this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just just embracing the indie game scene entirely. It's a very wise move, uh, but it's just not quite. I mean. I've expressed my opinion on indie games before. Like I think there, there's a lot of good ones out there, but just some of the stuff they're showing, I'm like, well, I could play. There's hundreds of games, there's uh, that are just like side-scrolling platformers that are just colourful. I'm like, well, what's what's standing out? What's standing out? They're all just jumping about on platforms, picking up gems. Tell you what's different. Kentucky Route Zero. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. That came out on PC like a year ago. Yeah, good looking it's game. Like, when I saw it. Looks really cool, really dark. It's kind of like a film noir sort of thing. You're solving a murder. Um, oxen free. I actually don't even know what oxen free is about. I just saw some visuals for it. Looks cool. And Light Fingers. It's a new game. A new game coming out. It's like a sort of a board game about thieving and stealing from castles and dungeons. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's almost like it's. You know what this sounds like? That patch didn't like indie games and he had this weird hang up about indie games it was completely incorrect no. and then Nintendo announced his support for indie games and now Patch is all on board with indie games No, I it's was... almost as if someone could accuse someone else of being a fanboy 
No. Could that be said? No, it's, it's almost said. like we've seen like a complete change. Not at all, because my because my opinion on indie platformers remains the same. Because mm-hmm. my whole thing was like indie platformers I'm not a fan of. Okay, okay. That's my point. I'm saying there's lots of indie games coming out, but most of them are indie platformers, and that kind of... Just that tickles I mean, me the wrong way. You know how much how into the indie scene I am. I like indie games, man. You love them. Hollow Knight's coming out. You were like, get it, and I was like, well, maybe I'll get Hollow Knight because it's been recommended to me by a friend. I'm your, I'm your friend. So yeah, sometimes you're my only friend. When in this hellish nightmare of a prison, when we're not, we call the post-apocalypse. When when we're not talking about Scarlet, we're friends. Yeah, who? I, I, you know, I love the way you've developed here. You've 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 really come on. Some past it, mate. I'm past it. Whenever, whenever I'm not past it, I just get in that thunderdome and I, I, I just, I just lose myself. We could maybe all have a dinner one time, you know? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe nope. in a few weeks. Stop. Maybe next episode. Uh, Sonic Mania. I bought Sonic Mania. Yeah. Don't care much for it. It's been getting rave reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I just, again, I, I, I thought maybe this one will be different because it's not an indie. <laughs> it's just it's Sonic. Sonic. It's a side-scrolling platformer, but it's your, old, it's your old pal Sonic. Um, but I just haven't really given it much time, really. I've sat down with it for a little bit, and um, I was, and then I just kind of found it the way Sonic sort of controls, like you know, he speeds up really fast, but you miss, like I feel like you miss half a level because you're just whoosh, yeah. whooshing through it. The speed of sound, oh, he's so fast. He's so fast. Um, and that's, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about the Sonic mechanics with like just you know, you lose all your rings, like you touch, you hit. It's like just old school game. Yeah, hit, you, you hit an enemy, you lose all your rings, rings, bro. Yeah, um, and you can't really save the, can't you can't really save the game until you've completed a level in full, which is like you got to do part one of the chapter, and then you got to do part two of the chapter, Oof. and then you got to do part three. It's ruthless. It's just like what I don't know. I've just that's that's why I played so much Mad Max. I bought Mad Max. I bought Sonic Mania. I was like Mad Max. You're a modern game. I like you. You're shiny. Your graphics are good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming very, uh, I think I've noticed I'm becoming very, uh, just, what's the word? Not fickle. What's the one where you're quite shallow when it comes to games in my kind of later years? Oh, wow. Where it's just like, things can be colourful and quite creative and different, and I'll be like, well, I just, I just want an open world game where I just collect, collect scrap and explore a giant open world. That's, the graphics are really good. I just really like graphics these days. Maybe it's because I have a PC now and I know uh, I can push that shit. That's all PC gamers care about. Yes, I used to not care about it when I had an N64, but then the graphics on the Nintendo were always pretty... Well, they were pretty good at the time. Yeah, they were. Actually, let's stop now. It's making me sad. Making me feel old. Well, that's okay. You know what? <laughs> Completely conversely, if you feel you're getting a bit shallow, we could do a classic Robin segment here. Okay. I have four things to talk about. Right. I have... A dystopian novel. Oh. I have a piece of avant-garde cinema. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm interested to hear what that is. I have a award-winning anime. Anime? I have some anime as well. And I have an indie game. An indie game? Okay, let's... What would you like to start with? What is this piece of... Because I've got... I saw quite a few films in the time I was away. Um, so let's just get onto this avant-garde cinema you've been... The Lobster by Yorgos Lanthimos. I heard about the Greek, in Greek name. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, the Lobster is a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. It is completely... It's mad. Yeah. And it's such a high budget for a film that, ostensibly, I don't think anyone should have made. I'm glad that it was made, but I have no idea who thought this was a good idea. What is The Lobster? The Lobster is a film about a society where if people do not pair up and become a couple and live as a couple, if they remain single for any length of time, they are turned into an animal. Oh. Okay. No, I, I re- 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 yeah, I remember hearing that premise before. And the film is completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And the acting in it is... Um, the cast is incredible as well. Um, I, I, I haven't got the cast list in front of me, but... Just have a look at the cast. Look at the talent that they've got on board. Loads. Yeah. Like, huge. Big names. Um, And the acting is just supreme. So everyone in it is so awkward. Okay. Like, they make make the office look normal. They make the office look 
socially accept socially courageous. Okay. Like it's beautifully awkward, so well orchestrated, and it's just insane. And it's so it so uh, aggressively goes for societal opinions on what a couple should be, what happiness is, and so adeptly tears it to shreds mm-hmm. and aggressively and it's so surreal just all of my and it's it's funny as well it's just all of my things in a film I heard a lot of people saying good things about it I just had no idea what it was or what uh, it's about so. genuinely incredible incredible film okay um, came out last year or was it early this year I think it was two years ago maybe no I thought I figured it was 2016 could be last year but it's on Netflix guys so if you get the chance Watch The Lobster. Watch it now. It's very, very odd. Okay. Um, okay. But in- incredible in every way. Um, would you like to choose another? Another one of Robin's um, Mystery Doors. Give me... Yeah. Well, I thought I saw you skulking around the anime cave while I was down there. Okay. Um, yeah, what, so what did you go in there for? Okay, well, I... Award winning, you say. Your name... Yeah, we talked about this very early on in this in the podcast, like maybe episode two or three. By Makoto Shinkai. Mm-hmm. I'm really butchering the names today. Makoto Shinkai, looks who right, did yeah. um, five centimeters per second, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it's a beautiful film about parallel times and a bit of time travel in it as well. But mostly, it's just about uh, it's a it's a love story. Okay. And it's just really nice. Um, and the characters are all very, very real. Because like, a lot of the time I have an issue with anime because of the anime tropes that it falls down and people are awkward. And the reason people can't get together or things that work is because of their awkwardness rather than any kind of like genuine personality traits. Yeah. Um, but it's just this beautiful, blossoming, young love. And it's so pure and it's so kind. And then you think there's a bit of tragedy and it breaks your fucking heart. I like because the characters feel real. Yeah, and... I cried a little bit at it, and it's the first time I've cried at a film in a long time. Okay, cool. Um, it's interesting that yeah, something can give you just raw human no, emotion, especially on. anime. I know. Yeah, the anime gave me emotions. Yeah, who knew? Um, unless I'm, you know, I'm just going down that road, and I'm going to end up with a, a massive full body pillow. Yeah, oh. I mean, a body pillow could be useful down here. I mean, it gets lonely. Yeah, for some. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was that was a genuinely wonderful. So again, if you get the chance to see your name, go and see that. Okay. Um, you've got two more to pick. You've got a book club, and you've got Robin's indie game section. Can we talk about the film and the anime that I watched, and then bounce back? Let's do that. Okay, so from highbrow, artsy, fartsy, just super uh, uh, weird movie, The Lobster. I went to go see Logan Lucky. <laughs> I loved it. Really? It's, oh, Logan Lucky's fantastic. It looks brilliant, man. Yeah, it's, it's wicked. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Logan Lucky is a, a kind of heist movie starring Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Daniel Craig. Um, just uh, Daniel Craig doing a weird Southern American accent. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. I think he nailed it. Yeah. But I'm not from the South. Yeah. Uh, Seth MacFarlane is in it, playing an Englishman, and I think he to- royally fucked the accent up. Hmm. But I think if I was an American, I would think the exact opposite. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyway, Daniel Craig is fantastic in it because he's just a good actor. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum is also great. I th- feel Channing Tatum like every time I see him in a movie, I like him more and more. Yeah. He's kind of he kind of he seems to be very comfortable with. With who he is now, I feel he's kind of like that kind of Leonardo DiCaprio person where everyone was casting him just because he was like quite handsome, good looking. But now he's oh, he's actually a pretty decent actor. That's oh, I mean, imagine Channing Tatum ends up in a sort of Shutter Island type f- film. I don't know if he's quite. Do you know think we're getting getting there? We'll, we'll watch him. Let's watch him grow. Just keep an eye on Channing Tatum. He's one to watch. Just yeah. uh, little known <laughs> Channing Tatum. <laughs> little known Channing Tatum. Yeah. Adam Driver as well. Every time I've seen him in a movie since Star Wars, which is twice, <laughs> two movies since Star Wars, I feel yeah. No, Adam, I, I'm I'm down with Adam Driver as well. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he play, he's very funny in this. Actually, he plays basically the Logan brothers are just a couple of just idiot regnecks who decide to rob a um, a NASCAR a NASCAR track. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it's good. It's just a heist. Shenanigans ensue. It's very well. The dialogue is fantastic. Is it the same director as Ocean's Eleven? No. There's no relation. I don't think so. Okay. Um, there's a reference to Ocean's Eleven because, like, when the heist goes down, it's on the news and stuff. People are referring it to like Ocean's Seven Eleven, oh, Hillbilly wow. Heist, and all that. So that's good. I recommend going to see Logan Lucky. It's just a good, just a good time heist movie set in the American. Uh, in the American South, kind of, kind of covers Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Mm, so that sort of West area. Virginia, yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, that's two movies I've seen set in that part of the world, which I'm like, it's really advertised, just kind of small town America that make me make me feel kind of almost nostalgic for a place I've never been. That's weird that you said that exact phrase. Uh huh. Because you know what I use that phrase to describe Stranger Things, Wes Anderson films. Oh, okay. You know, they make me feel nostalgic to a place I've never been. Yeah. You know, you, that that weird sort of whimsical feeling. You're like, oh God, what? I've never been there. Why do I feel like this? Yeah. And I think it's just the mark of good direction. I think so. Someone who kind of really is passionate about like, you know, that subject matter. Yeah. Like life in Southwest, Southeast America. Um, so, well, Southeast United States of America. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I saw another film just very briefly. It was ages ago, so I don't even remember. I saw a film called Sweet Virginia, starring John Bernthal, who plays the Punisher, and he's great. That was just just a weird little indie movie. That mm-hmm. was it was in the film festival, uh, the Wasteland Film Festival. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just went to see that. It was good. Just a little short film about a uh, murder. He has to solve a murder. He just runs a motel. He's it's, yeah. Anyways, but that kind of made me feel nostalgic again for that part of the world because it's just about like just people living their lives um i feel like you know it's cool but so logan lucky is a winner yes sorry yeah yeah go check out logan lucky it's 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 good fun so what were you uh, were we both skulking around the anime cave at the same time what were you having uh, well i was i was uh uh, tentacles are back in the cages well i'd seen trailers for the new death note movie okay and um it made me very well it made me sad because it looks just so, so, so bad. And I've heard that it is just just awful. It's terrible. And I heard someone uh, on a podcast talking about it. And they said it kind of... Re- <clears throat> it was really... It was bad in a way that make, that gave them a new appreciation for the, for the original series anime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've not watched Death Note for a long, long time. But I kind of went back to watch it. And holy shit, it's... Just holds up. Is it really good? It's good. Have you never watched Death Note? I've before? never watched Death Note. Oh yeah, give Death Note a watch, man. It's it's good. It's just um, uh, just the basic premise. A guy finds a notebook. You write the person's name in it, and they'll die of a heart attack in forty five seconds. And he decides, oh, I'm just gonna become a, a a god and just kill evil people. And then obviously there's all kinds of implications about like, well, you can't just do that because you're gonna get in trouble with the with the law. Uh, so it's kind of all about him trying to you know, him trying to stay one step ahead of people investigating him it's all the like the characters like you were saying with your name they're actually they're actual human people yeah so like you kind of can relate to kind of their you can relate to their ideas and relate to their struggles and oh it's good man I can't believe you've never seen Death Note I need to check it out That's I've good. had it recommended a number of times I well I'm recommending it to you officially on this podcast now. oh this is yeah. an official DGO it's a, it's a slamming of the gauntlet. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Throwing down of the gauntlet. Um, yeah, so that's why I was in there. I was just like rooting about because I knew I'd left it somewhere in there. Mm. Uh, I went back to watch Cowboy Bebop as well. Just oh, wow. have, I'm just having a bit of a nostalgia. A renaissance. Just a renaissance. Just stuff I used to like when I was like a teenager. Mm. It's like because they're both because both of those are on Netflix as well. Is this is this anything to do with your recent breakup? You know, regressing back to a previous previous time. No. 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 No, no, this whole road, no, the whole road no, thing. No, 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 okay. no, you're, are you no, no. I like Cowboy Bebop. There's that's all there is to it. No. Okay. It's fantastic. The music's great. The characters are super funky and cool. They're just the thieves and bounty hunters doing shit in space. Sure. Space shenanigans, having a good you, time. You, you don't want to. I talk. wish I was up in space right now. I could escape this shithole of a planet. Hey everyone, this is uh, Patch Connerty from the Don't Go Outside podcast uh, signing in here just to let you all know that the uh, that this episode of the Don't Go Outside podcast is brought to you by Tarbox, the Wasteland's first and therefore only 
stop for the freshest coffee in the wasteland. Uh, I myself don't actually drink coffee, but um, they sure are uh, giving us a lot in return for this sponsorship. Why does it taste so bad? It's I don't know. I don't drink. I don't drink coffee, Robin. How does this? How does this compare to coffee? Oh, everything hurts. How does this compare to the coffee you've had? I can't feel my lungs. I mean, I feel that's oh, God. possibly too much caffeine. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible to extract pure caffeine and <laughs> then put it into a molten, a, a cup of molten tar. Um, anyway, this this week's uh, special recommendation goes out to the the, the Modicino. It's it's like a, it's just a hot cup of tar and mud and caffeine with a little bit of rat's milk on top. Nice and foamed for your enjoyment pleasure. This is Patch J.O. Superman Connery <laughs> signing off and let's get back to the show. So I have two more things to talk about. We have <coughs> we have Robin's book club and we have Robin's anime darling. Uh, anime, Robin's indie darlings. What would you like? Uh, well, we are actually recording in the library this week, mm. so maybe just uh, get get the uh, get the get the book. What's this book? <coughs> Today on Robin's book club. <laughs> Digio ASMR. Pretty, <laughs> pretty sexy. Um, well. I have recently read Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. Oryx and Crake, that name rings a bell. Um, well, it was recommended to me by a good friend, then seconded by another good friend, and then given to me by a good friend as well. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people thought that this book would resonate with me. And goddamn, they were right. Yeah? Holy moly, this has been one of these books that I read. I read it in two days. Cool. I basically sat down and then read until I was like, I need to eat some food and drink some beer because this is too intense. And then I didn't drink beer. I drank a bottle of wine and got in a fight with a racist Argentinian woman in a hostel in St. Andrews, which is a whole other story. That, that, is, that is quite a wild ride. <laughs> not, like, not like a fisticuffs fight, but she was just really racist. And I was like, um, could you not be like that? Just be nice. Um, and she was like, no. And I was like, I think we've reached an impasse. But regardless, I finished it off the day after that, and um, wow, wow, what a novel. Mm-hmm. So, Margaret Atwood is obviously Canada's favourite female author, favourite author maybe, um, she's amazing. She also wrote Handmaid's Tale, um, which... That's been made into a TV series TV now, series yeah. recently, um, excellent use of short focus, which you can watch on Nerdwriter's video. I watched that one as well, yeah. We, we watch all those you videos. Would, you wouldn't have noticed that if you hadn't said it. Um... <laughs> Oryx and Crake is a dystopian novel. She seems to like this, but it's in the vein of 1984. Okay. I would say this is less of... It's almost like a a realisation of Brave New World, a combination of Brave New World and 1984 in a much more realistic end. Okay. So you have um, our main character... He's actually telling the whole story in in the future. So the whole story t- the whole story comes through the course of flashback. Okay. Um. So he is. Is it like fl- a memoir? Um. It's it's almost mm. like that. So he is existing in the present where the apocalypse has happened, uh-huh. and he's flashing back to the time before. But that's happening. His flashbacks are happening chronologically up to the point where the apocalypse happened, and it just gives you this excellent world building where basically you have a. A world that's controlled by conglomerates and it's controlled by business and um, genetic science and biological science has been allowed to run rampant and it can change your life, it can make you more beautiful, stronger, all your food is like amped up with hormones to the the point of like being ludicrous. Okay. Any organ can be replaced, any pornography can be acquired, anything can be bought for the right price. It's all fine. Right. Uh, It's like just rampant capitalism uh, governments don't mean anything because corporations really make have all the sway yeah um, and uh, it has this this brilliant sort of what was pioneered in, well maybe not pioneered but what, what was shown in 1984 of this sort of demolition of language 
Yeah. To remove its meaning. It has a lot of that in the sort of like way, the way she's sort of shifted words to not mean anything anymore or to take the edge off them. So there's lots of words like new, like newspeak famous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, stuff along those lines. And, um, Oh my. Uh, So the main character, Jimmy is not, not particularly intelligent. You know, he does well, he understands things, Mm -hmm. but he's very charismatic and likes words. So you can see why I kind of like the guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but he has a friend called uh, called Craig and Craig is like a mega genius, very very smart, um, hyper intelligent and it's just the sort and they uh, both fall in love with a girl called Oryx. Okay. So it, it, this love triangle um, sort of pins down and mainly Jimmy and Craig's relationship pins down the sort of um, reality and the humanity within this larger world mm. but that's used to uh, that sort of uh, dynamic is used to set a stage to build the world upon which is always the best way to build a universe is to build it through your character's conversations and your character's actions um, but yeah just just an incredible novel an incredible book and it's it's left sort of impact on me because it's so clear that Atwood has this wonderful respect for language. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't want it to. She doesn't want it to die. She doesn't want it to be misused the way it is. To be sort of uh, brutalized and changed by advertisers or uh, corporations. She wants um, it to be, remain as a pure record of things. Okay. Um, if anyone has the opportunity to read this book, please read it. If you have any interest in dystopian fiction, which I assume if you're listening to this podcast... You probably do. You probably do. Yeah. Read this book. It'll take you a couple of days. You'll feel much better. And apparently it's part of a trilogy. I'm going to start the second one soon. I'm very excited. Cool. I mean, I can't remember the last time I read a book in, in two days. Uh, I don't think I ever have done because I'm a really slow reader. Sounds pretty cool, though. I've got a reading list that is a huge this backlog to, to eternity. Um, I want to read the new... Uh, the new Tolkien book, Beren and Luthien, looks pretty cool. Oh, wow. It's just a little story about uh, a couple of elves fall in love and they go on an mm. adventure. There's like a big dog that they ride around on. Uh, I don't know. Just his, his son just compiled it just from little stories. Uh, yeah. So I just that sounds good. Um, there's some other books as well. New York 2170 or something like that. Mm. About New York's been flooded in like a great like tidal wave and it's become like a sort of futuristic neo-Venice type place oh wow um, it's, it's massive though as well it's like huge thing. Mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'm ever, ever going to be able to read these books because I can't read so <laughs> did my... you lose the ability in the in the event yeah that's why I've kept my comic book and anime collection <laughs> <laughs> so I can just imp- uh, uh, imply things imply things from pictures yeah I can just get infer I, I can infer from the from the pictures well, to move on to um, the, sort of, the final thing that I've sort of been doing since our last recording is a game called West of Loathing by Asymmetric Publications. And this is a standalone sort of sequel, uh, coexistent game to a larger multiplayer browser-based game called Kingdom of Loathing. Okay. Now, I never p- played Kingdom of Loathing. I played West of Loathing on um, the advice of a friend. Because uh, they said it was charming and very funny. Yeah. Um, and holy moly, it is a very charming, funny game. It's basically sort of Wild West themed, and it's got every Wild West trope you can imagine. Cool, I love Wild and West. It's, it's based on this silly um, Lovecraftian premise as well. Oh. And it's just jokes upon jokes, and it's sort of it's a sort of stickman RPG. Um, okay. So you walk around. It's got a turn-based combat system. But really, that's not what it's about. Right. It's just a silly, fun, charming game. Okay. And it doesn't... It costs like seven seven pounds or like ten bucks. It's ten bucks, guys, for American listeners. Um, it's just a great fun time. And full of content, full of fun. It'll make you laugh. I highly recommend it. Cool. You had me at uh, Cowboys and Lovecraft. Lost me a little bit at Stick Figure RPG, but that's all right. I'll give it a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. West of Loathing. Um, so yeah, that was uh, well. You had a big, you had a, a, a big old package of, of goods for us there. I did. Um, it was nice. Um, so uh, Rick and Morty. 
Rick and Morty, yeah, it's, uh, it's back, it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much we can say about it that literally everyone else is not saying. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, just uh, you, you probably like Rick and Morty. So wh- what do we have to say about it? Yep. Just to make a fucking shit pickle Rick joke. Let's not do that. Let's don't do that. It's, not, it's, it's good, it's good. It's good work, uh, guys. Justin Ryland and um, Dan Harmon, you're doing well. Um, and do do remember if you ever think you're smash, special or intelligent because you watch a TV show, remember what Rick would think of that. You're not special. You're not unique. You're not clever. You're nothing. Yeah. You're nothing in the grand scheme of things. You mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> and defining yourself by the TV show you watch makes you even more pathetic than nothing. Please, don't shout pickle Rick. Please, please don't do it. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows where the 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 as soon as the episode's over. Uh, the jokes have become old and worn out because yeah. the the memes the memes have flown flown the nest and uh, it's a meme <coughs> tsunami. It is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's funny, but you don't have to keep repeating the same joke over and over again. That's how jokes get not funny. But that's it. Now we're now we're ripping on jokes about jokes about jokes. Yeah, Rick and Morty. It's great. It's like the Bartman. Do the Bartman, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you ever dream of becoming a road warrior? Just with you, your car, the long, lonesome road, and a whole lot of spikes. That could be you. With Raider Oo. Listen to this young man and his testimony. Hello, I was, uh, yes, I was surviving, eating not much. <laughs> eating just, uh, old cans of dog food and, and uh, rat, rat, rat pellets. But now I've uh, I joined uh, Raider Roo and I'm a, I'm a full-fledged uh, road warrior. Uh, it's, it's a real good lifestyle. I enjoy it a lot. If you like uh, driving and fighting and getting hurt, then the road warrior lifestyle is for me and it's for you. I'm a road boy and that's, that's just who I am. So... It, it happened. It finished. We were there. We all saw it. Game of Thrones season seven. I thought you were talking about um, my grandma streaking through the streets. <laughs> 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 Following that happened too. Yeah, she's uh, she's got she's got loose again. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um. Right, let's do this in classic and classic don't go outside fashion. What did you think overall of the whole season? I absolutely concur. Well it, done, it well great. done guys. Good job. What a what a what a blast. Just from just not relatively little action, just a lot of really good just dialogue and just being like, listen guys, here's what's gonna happen. We're just setting setting things up for the end. It's happening. All the wheels are in motion. Yep. People are making fantastic decisions for once. People just seem to have their heads on straight. Yeah. Well, they've, they've had so many years of just making shit decisions. They've got the experience to make good decisions. Yeah, it's then. just like, let's just stop. The ones that lived. Yeah. Stop fucking around. Just mainly uh, Sansa and Arya Stark. Woof. Just like, I was getting ready for like a, for season eight just to be them. Just... just Getting at each other, and I was like, "Oh, why is there going to be some more of this. civil war, guys? Come on, there's been too much of this. Just get it over with." And you know what they did? They were like, "Oh, we spoke to our robot brother who just can see the past, <laughs> and he just told us what is up." It's like I imagine they're having this huge argument, like, "What do you mean you're going behind your back? You wrote this letter to to, to Rob and got him killed the Red Wedding? I can't believe you've been doing that." Wait, our brother's a fucking soothsayer. Brad, what happened? He's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> Baelish is a bastard. Yeah, Baelish, uh, Peter, old Peter Baelish, um, he served his purpose. Peter Baelish got Peter bailed. He Peter bailed out of this uh, Existence. script. He was... Littlefinger was one of my favourite characters for most of the series, but I, he was like, really just... He was outstaying his welcome a bit. Yeah. Well, like, that's that's kind of the feeling you got from him in general. Yeah, it's like why why, why are you still, still here? here? Like, what what did you bring to this table? It's like 
I go around and I lie to a little girl. Well, this actually, this you know what? I uh, slight segue. What the hell is his accent? Um, I love you. I, I love you, Sansa. It's Irish slash Welsh. Sansa, I love you. <laughs> chaos. I love your mother, Sansa. Chaos is a ladder. So chaos is a ladder. You just have to climb. It. Chaos is not like, a bit. It's just weird. It's like, chaos what is, is your accent, Sansa? It's like it reminds me of when. Um, it's like, oh, what, creepy but gro- gravelly? It like, reminds oh. me when Michael Fassbender plays Magneto, and whenever mm. he gets really angry, he just turns Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Today will be the day! <laughs> the mutants rise up again! It's like, alright. Okay. Alright, Irish Magneto. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm really glad that, that happened as well, because it kind of sucker punched me as well, because I didn't see the team up happening. I, yeah, thought, it cool. I thought it was going to be like, oh god, we're going to see a bit of infight and it'll be fixed when John gets back. But it wasn't. It was like, whoa, we're going to be power sisters. Yeah. Boom. No one fucks with the Starks. What is that thing? The 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 lone wolf uh, gets fucked over, <laughs> and the pack of wolves are the best. So <laughs> I think fuck that's you, it. little finger. Uh, we got our supercomputer brother. <laughs> 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 we got the brand five thousand. <laughs> <Deep, deep. laughs> He was a fucking creep the entire series. I loved it. Every time Bran was on screen, I was like, yes! Just say something inappropriate. Be weird. Just be weird. That's... <laughs> yeah, Bran's great. I love Bran. Bran Stark, well done. Um, uh, Gendry. What, what a lad. Gendry, just... <laughs> um, fucking Davos. Davos Seaworth. Like, I gotta go find Gendry. Uh, I'll be right back. And it's like, <laughs> Gendry, I don't know if you're... Um, I don't know if you know this, but we've got we've got this mission to do, and uh, it could be a hard. No, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. It's like what? No, I'm just why why bother? Just let's go. Let's do it. I'm I'm ready. I've got this hammer. Like, what? <laughs> what? Big bad hammer. hammer. That's, that's so good. I was so excited when I saw a hammer. I was like, this there's no no one has a hammer in Game of Thrones. That's fantastic. Yeah, Gendry, my favorite. Ah, oh, he, like, he immediately became my favorite, and he was like, yeah, no, let's do it. And Davos is just thinking, wait, what? Are you not? Worried at all? No. I'm up for it. Let's <laughs> go on an adventure. Uh, There's not enough of that. Yeah, just people just up for adventure. I know, it was brilliant. And um, what do we have? Jeez. Uh, oh, so, my one criticism, right, was this, the penultimate episode felt a bit messy. Remind me of what happened. Everything happened. Yeah, but... Uh, that was like, they were going to get Gendry... Um, Oh, the ice dragon. No, that was... Yeah, that was... That's the second last episode yeah. where they... Oh, they got surrounded by the yeah. White Walkers. Yeah, why'd the Hound just decide to throw a stone at I know. People? Like, just about? so much got hammered into that episode. But like at the same time, it was good. I, it was all stuff I enjoyed. It was good. I was kind of annoyed. The Hound was like, I'm just going to throw a stone at one of these guys. Like, why? You know it's going to annoy him. Yeah, that's a really bad idea, It's Hound. such a bad... Yeah, I guess uh, in a season of excellent decisions, that was just a bad choice. Yeah. Also, the throw on the Night King. Jeez. Oh, yeah, he's got a good our, aim. Our boy, our boy has a throw. And he's got thousands of years of practice, I assume. Yes. Like, we just don't see him when he's off screen. He's just practicing that, that beast of a throw. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably in, in his former life, was a javelin... Um, world champion javelin thrower I'm going to take this moment to do a big segue but okay. to be honest there are going to be maybe six people in the world that will very much enjoy this story right okay I have a friend called Mark Winters okay um, and he's got a shout out today shout out to Mark Winters so there was a Halloween where we were maybe 13 years old and we had eggs right and Mark always had the best throw okay Maybe one of the best throws I've ever seen, but it was always a very good throw. But there was one day that he threw an egg from one side of the street. So maybe this, the target was maybe 400 meters away. What was the target? It was a tiny bathroom window. Right, okay. And he threw an egg, it curved around an oncoming bus perfectly and smacked the window. Wow. It was glorious. What it shot? was it was honestly the best throw I've ever seen in my entire life. Could never be repl- replicated in a million years. It was amazing, and he was and he was so confident before he did it. He was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna nail it, guys. I'm just gonna do it." And um, I think I probably said, "Why are you egging a house, Mark? That seems irresponsible." Um, but then he did it anyway, and to be honest, so worth it. I'm, I'm if you're listening, person whose house that was, 
um, more than 10 years ago. I'm really sorry. I mean, what are the chances? But you should have been there. Honestly, even though it was your house, if you were standing with us, you'd be impressed. It was just an impressive shot. So, and that's immediately when I saw the Night King's throw, I was like, my boy Mark Winters could nail that throw. <laughs> well, with a name like Winter. Oh! You know, Winter is here. So there you go. Guys, if you ever need someone to throw something at something, Mark Winters is your man. Okay, if you can't get the Night King, phone on Mark Winters. <laughs> if you ever need to throw an egg at a dragon, <laughs> take it down. There's anyway. a tiny egg-sized gap in its scales. <laughs> They're all allergic to yolk. Which is weird because they come from egg. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of dragons, yes. uh, Jamie Lannister charging at a dragon. Oh, yeah. What a move. What a um, badass. I loved it. It's great. Jamie Lannister just seems to be done with Cersei's shit, which is quite nice. Speculation time. Yes. Do you think Jamie Lannister is going to kill Cersei? Counter speculation. Yep. Do you think it's his baby? Counter counter speculation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, he, mm, I well, I think he might be put in a position where he has to kill Cersei. I think they're gonna go a uh, Romeo and Juliet style thing. They'll be locked in the chamber of the nines or something, and they'll just look. Jamie will be like, "Look, Cersei, there's no way you can win this. It's all over. It's all over." And then they'll take poison together. And well, do you think? Because they're kind of all de- they've all decided they're going to team up and fight the the White Walkers yeah. now. So how many episodes are going to be in the next season? Like six, seven, yeah, something like that. So how much time is there going to be once the White Walkers are defeated for to, for it to go back to Lannisters versus Targaryens? Is there going to be much room for that, or are they just going to be like, well, well they're going to have to resolve how, like, you've certainly proven yourself this time, Daenerys, come and take the throne. They're, they're going to have to do some kind of resolution to Cersei going to get the, what is it? No, my brain was like the Fortune Five Hundred, <laughs> the the mercenary army. Oh yeah, the Golden Boys. What <laughs> the, gold, the Gold Company. That's the, the one. Gold Company. <laughs> Yeah, the Golden Girls. there's going to have to be some resolution to that because she's going to be coming back to Westeros with an enormous mercenary army. Yeah, true. That will have to be dealt with. Unless, uh, and this was a small speculation I had because I don't think it's likely, we didn't see Varys in the last episode. We didn't see Ver- Varys. Oh, no, we did see Varys. If, I mean, if I was Daenerys, right, if I was actually anyone in Westeros, what I would be doing is I'd be sending my best advisor, probably my boy Varys, over the Iron Bank and I'd be saying, look, see this Cersei, lassie, you're, you're investing in. That's not a solid investment, mate. In fact, I'm going to tell you that nothing in Westeros is a solid investment. You need to pull all of your assets out right now. Yeah. Bankrupt Cersei, bankrupt the Lannisters, bankrupt King's Landing. Done. Take the whole place once you kill kill the White Walkers. Kill them with economics. Don't kill them with an army. That's Mm. what I would do. But, you know, I've read Sun Tzu, and I'm... I'm, Well, maybe when when you're the Lord of Whispers or whatever it is, then you can apply that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe I am. Maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, creepy eunuch bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there was something else I was going to say about all that. Um, yeah, uh, like, I want to see what happens with... I've got a theory that, like... Um, it's not a very good theory, though. <laughs> Everyone has theories about Game of Thrones except me. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. What a show. What a good couple of episodes that I, was. I'm just, just. That's it. I'm just overwhelmingly really happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Like it just couldn't have gone better. It got big and silly, but you know what? It needs to get big and silly. Yeah. So I think we've been building up to this the whole time, and oh my god, like a lot of people were like, "Oh, the dragon just smashing through the wall. How unrealistic!" It's a fucking undead dragon. It's a dragon. It's a big, huge dragon with big blue flames. Of course. And there's all series been leading up to this. What were they expecting? Like. They're what, gonna what? get through the wall somehow. What did you want to see? White Walkers chipping away like little miners? Yeah. No, I want to see a fucking big badass dragon blast through that wall. I do hope that my favourite big wildling chap, I hope he's alive. Tormund. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's in love with Brienne of Tarth. Oh god, I love the chat he was given. Um, see when they were hiking north of the wall? He was like, um, walking's good, fighting's better, 
fucking's best. <laughs> <laughs> and he, when he's talking about um, the baby, he's like, oh, we would have big, beautiful babies. They would be monsters. <laughs> uh, I, I'm rooting for them. Uh, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> Bri- Bri- Brienne doesn't seem that into it, which is weird. Yeah, well, she, she likes... Jamie, she's kind of she, yeah, but kinda, she's maybe over that maybe. Um, yeah, I like that Arya had a little sword fight with her and just totally handed her ass to her. Jesus Christ! See if I could just watch a spinoff of like Brienne and Arya, how good would that be? Yeah, I mean, I was more of a like Brienne the Hound and Arya just having their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I was more just the Hound and Arya. Brienne and Podrick could be an interesting one, but the Hound and Arya was my favorite pair up for the the, the the story so far yeah the Hound and Arya have been pretty great yeah and they've well, not even reunited yet they haven't no I'm liking Arya and Sansa that's a good pair up that's been fun yep sisters doing it for themselves um I liked their little uh like in press conference in uh the, the, in the Red Keep the fucking King's Landing oh yeah where they're like this is a white walker it can be killed by fire Oh, by Dragon Glass. Coming to you now in April <laughs> for a low, low price of twenty seven ninety nine. Could be yours today. Um, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Like, oh man, I was so nervous that the White Walker was going to be dead by the time they took it there. I thought that too. Yeah, it was just like, oh no, this is all going very wrong. Imagine. But then he kicked over and the thing was just like, <laughs> I am a zombie. Woo! And uh, yeah, fucking pirate dick face was like, you know what, I'm out. See ya. Yeah, but he's not really out. He's doing his own thing. No, he's on a skulldoggerous mission. He's been sent by Cersei to pick up the golden... Oh, yeah! yeah. Fuck, yeah, because do you really think you'd fucking leave? But boy And I was like, well, yeah, it looked like he was just leaving. <laughs> um, I didn't... Ken what, man? I don't like Cersei. I don't like the way she acts. I think she's illogical. You're done with her shit? Well, no, I was always... Like, everyone just thinks she's a bitch because she was a bitch. She is. But before I at least thought she was, like, she at least powerful. But it's like, at this point, it's like, no, you're not. You're actually just completely irrational. And just you're lashing just, out. You're just lashing out randomly. Nah, yeah, I you're just that. You're just a fucking baby with a massive, massive rattle. Yeah, in uh, the form of the mountain. And you've always been like this. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I used to think you're calculated, but actually, no, you're just a fanny with a lot of power. Yeah. And we see a lot of that in the world today. Um, oh, let's not talk about that. Let's, I mean, no, no. I mean, the wasteland is. The wasteland's is, a complete. Well, it's. I mean, there's no. There's no politics anymore. Well, I mean, there are warlords and kings, and yeah, but they're not. They're, they they're just self-appointed titles. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> aren't they all? Um. Yeah. I. But like I say, I think Jamie just seems to be done with her shit. Yeah, like in Jamie the last day he just kind of wandered off so you know what like fucking well Jamie's an honourable guy he's I like, like Jamie Lannister man he's a complicated he's a complicated man and no one understands him but his woman who is also his sister speaking of relatives oh. uh, John Snow he's your nephew he asked <laughs> he's your nephew you fucking dirty bastard uh, um, how about that eh just didn't tell them eh well I mean just uh, come on just let them have ignorance is bliss, Paul. Ignorance is bliss. You know what, right? See if I fell in love with a beautiful woman, which has been known to happen. I mean, women are beautiful. I mean, there's this certain woman. She's sort of. Uh, it's about five, about yay high. About five, <laughs> five four. She's a bit stiff. Bristles on one end. It just sounds. This sounds sounds nice. Yeah, she's uh, got a long, thin neck. <laughs> uh, she's mainly neck. <laughs> she's mainly neck. Called called Scarlet. Who? Okay, okay, still there. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, no, but, I see what but, you mean. Um, if I was if I was to end up going out by chance with a cousin, right? Didn't know. And Neither didn't of you know. knew. I would rather not know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that information. Because you're going to be like, yeah. It would ruin, like, I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather live my life, because they're not going to have kids, mm-hmm. right? I'd rather live my life in this safe, sterile, because there's no kids at chance, relationship, Wait. without, without, like, having my heart broken, you know? What do you mean there's no chance for kids? Because, um, Daenerys was made, uh, what's the word? 
Infertile? Infertile by the witch. No, Way as back. Jon Snow said, do you really think you should be believing the words of a crazy witch who killed your husband? Yeah, but she had a massive miscarriage and a weird dragon baby came out. Do you yeah, remember but this? that's because she's a Targaryen. Jon is also a Targaryen, so maybe both their Targaryen bloods will merge and form out a perfect silver-haired Targaryen baby. Regardless. Anyway, it's still you're still allowed to marry first cousins in this country, I believe. Uh, we might have to come back to that one. We might have to come. Might have to check that. I mean, I'm not touching. So the thing is, it's like you know what? I'd rather not know. Just like leave them. I mean, that's the whole Targaryen. The whole Targaryen dynasty was founded on relatives and cousins, and like, yeah, maybe maybe they will. Just maybe John and uh, not John. Maybe Bran and Sam will just decide like, yeah, just 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 leave it. This is what I would say. It's like see when Bran would be like, oh. Because I think it was Bran who was saying, we need to tell them. We need to tell them. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta tell them! <laughs> I, 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 look, man, discretion's the better part of valor. Like, let's fucking... Let's hold on to that little pe- that little nugget. I mean, it was trying to reveal hidden little secrets like that that started the whole Game of Thrones in the first place. Mm. Being like, Joffrey's not the true king. Yeah. It's this Gendry boy. Right, just... And now here we go, seven seasons later, they're just gonna kick it off again? No thanks, just... just just chill out chill man just take a step back put that supercomputer on sleep mode (laughs) they're happy man I mean think about that like yeah Jon Snow he's had a really hard time you know it's a pretty tough time he's had Daenerys she's had a really hard time you know what and they're finding some solace in each other let him have it yeah you know don't take that away from him don't don't do it I know for for once in my life I'm on team incest (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird position to be in, isn't it? I know, it is. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. I'm supporting the incest. Okay. You, you can officially say that. I'm, I don't I'm still feel comfortable. I, Robin Sheriff of the Don't Go Outside podcast, officially endorse incest. Ig- ig- in, this, in this very specific scenario. <laughs> in Please, this one scenario. Definitely do not use that as a soundbite to take me out of context in future, when I may or may not be running for office. Yeah, no, just leave them to it, I guess. What they don't know can't hurt them. Um, they might figure out on their own, then, you know, if they figure it out on their own, then fine. Yeah. But don't, like... <sighs> yeah, no, they seem happy. Um, yeah, that little clip, the little shot of um, the Onion Knight, she's just lurking at the end of the corridor, looking concerned. It wasn't the Onion Knight, it was... Uh... Tyrion? Tyrion. It was Tyrion. Yeah, but he was just sort of like, oh no. But why is he thinking, oh no? Just Yeah, sh- out of all the people, he should be like, oh yeah, boys! Again, some sh- sh- some sex done! Get yeah! Some, get some dragon Get tail. some! Because <laughs> um, he's the biggest shagger out of everyone. Yeah, maybe he's thinking, this just makes things more complicated. Not it has to be. True. But if anything, surely it would make things more simple for them to be like, we're going to marry House Stark and House Targaryen together Boom. and unite. Because it's not like you have to... Because I was thinking you're not technically bending the knee if you're marrying into the family. You're just sharing the power. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to bend the knee. That makes everything way easier. I'm going to bend the knee and propose. Whoa. Imagine that. Oh, this would be so beautiful. In episode one, he says, I plan to bend the knee. And he brings out like an engagement ring. Oh, and I'm like, oh, my boy, John. My heart. Yes. <laughs> I'm crying all over. <laughs> <laughs> my heart and my penis are crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, man, yes, that'd be beautiful. Um, yeah, get to plan a wedding. <laughs> um, white wedding, I think it'd be called. The white wedding. It's a good day for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we've. Uh, I think we've. Uh, we've we've pretty much exhausted that. Uh, is there any any last points you want to make? Well, I, I don't know. Would you go outside for Game of Thrones season seven? Um, yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, if if it was up to me to uh, to to step in and save the the night of the Seven Kingdoms, I'd step outside and go and save Game of Thrones. I, I'd go outside for going outside Thrones. for it. Brave it. Luckily, there's no White Walkers here because it's way too hot for any kind of frosted beings yeah they, they they melted I'd welcome their icy embrace just for just for a chance to cool off yeah in this horrifying desert wasteland yeah but it's uh, yeah no good good job uh, 
Messrs. Benioff and Weiss. Yeah, good work. Uh, you're doing well. You're doing really well. I'm sure George R. R. Martin would be looking down on you. Uh, very proud. He's alive. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. There's a, there is a fantastic Game of Thrones joke in Logan Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to like to go into it would give away like half the plot. Okay, let's... But, like just a bit of the plot. But yeah, if you go see Logan Lucky, there's just a really good Game of Thrones gag, and it just I loved it. It made me so happy. Um, yes. Well, so there you have it. Thank you guys for listening to episode fifteen of the Don't Go Outside podcast. I, it's been a journey, hasn't it? Holy moly! Well, it's a literal journey in my case. I, I, uh, I, I rode the the road, the path of the road warrior. Oh, I wonder how long this fad's gonna last. <laughs> it's not a fad. It's okay. a way of life. So this is not okay. It's not face. It's I not got face. a tattoo and everything. Oh Jesus! I saw the tattoo. Um, listeners, you don't want to know about the tattoo. You don't know, want to know where it is. It's more of a scar than oh, a tattoo. Jesus but... Christ. <laughs> this has been the Don't Go Outside podcast, starring Pat and Robin. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Don't Go Outside. Uh, it's just look no, up Don't Go Outside. Go out. It's Dinny Do- oh, We are Dinny Go Out on Facebook. Yeah. We are Dinny Go Out on Twitter. <laughs> but we haven't updated the Twitter for a long time. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Pod, Addict, Podbean, your, your whatever your favourite podcast method of choice is. Also RSS and online. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an Instagram as well. We do, it's which rarely updated, but we, we like we try to keep on. We try to. And if you ever want us to talk about anything, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Please give us a shout. Send us some recommendations for things to watch. Yeah, so we, we would can like talk that. about it. It would be cool. I'm. Uh, I would like something to distract me from. Uh, uh, from work. Something to do when I get home from a long day of road warrioring. Mm. It would be a good time. And as always, guys, don't go outside, or Mark Winters might nail an amazing throw of an egg straight in your face from four hundred meters. <laughs> four hundred meters. <laughs> Mark Winters is back on the egg throwing scene. He's still at large throwing eggs and kicking heads. <laughs> <laughs>